Hi, it's Toby from Heavyweight MMA today with Cody Haddon, rising star in the MMA Australian scene. How are you, bro? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, man. It's been a, it's been a few months trying to catch you. You're a very important man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so busy, man. I wanted to uh, save it for uh, when I actually have a fight booked. You know, a bit more interesting, something to talk about. That's it, man. So you're from over in Perth, Western Australia, bro. What's what is it with that scene over there? You got some big fighters over there these days. You got Jack Della Maddalena. You got Stephen Erseg on the way up. You've always had a host of good Muay Thai fighters and boxers coming out of there. A couple of guys, Riddler and and uh, D- Daniel Dawson, etc. Um, what is it with Perth and fighting, bro? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's a bit quiet uh, compared to the other major cities. Maybe there's not as much to do in Perth, so I guess, you know, uh, yeah, to not kill time, but maybe uh, fight, fighting's quite popular just because, um, yeah, I guess it's a bit, people might think it's a little bit boring in Perth, there's not much going, yeah, that kind of uh, drives more people to be training, I guess, in general, if that makes sense, I reckon anyway, this is my, my theory. So over that way, is there a bit of a focus on sport and that sort of thing more than you you think some of the other states maybe? Um, I think so. I think for the population, um, like considering uh, we have like a lot less population than you know some of the other states like uh, Queensland and Sydney and all that. Um, I think population wise, like on a percentage basis, probably yes. I'd say yeah, it's probably sports is. Quite big over here, yeah. Um, footy, footy's huge. Um, yeah, all sports, really. A lot of, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would say so, yeah. Now, man, interesting thing about you, man. You're only 24 years old, correct? I hope that's correct. And um, you've already been training, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. almost almost a couple of decades in, in combat sports, man. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. Like, talking about sports, you jumped into into Taekwondo as a youngster at the age of six, right? And, and you've been going nonstop. Yeah. From there, doing Taekwondo, Muay Thai, boxing, BJJ, and all with that end goal of being a, a MMA fighter, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah. It's kind yeah. of crazy that someone that's your age can be at that level that you've been training so long. It puts you in the status of like almost like a master of what you do, but you're only a youngster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I feel like that's my advantage over like a lot of these guys is um, a lot of people make that decision at you know, like 16, maybe 15, oh, I want to do MMA and then they kind of give it a crack. But realistically, I've been doing my class in general for far longer than that. So I feel like that's my advantage when that's what always kind of in my head mentally gets me over the line. When regardless of who I'm fighting, I'm always like, remember that this person has not been, um, training or at it half as long as you therefore you're much more experienced in that aspect yeah man i mean that that shows uh from your form in the ring like you've a, you're a polished definitely a polished stand-up fighter for what i can see uh just the way you you hold yourself in the ring and uh then you add on that competition experience from boxing and and any other competitions you had muay thai bjj etc it adds up to a you know a pretty a pretty big record of, of training and competing right yeah, 100%. Um, that's correct. Yeah, I had uh, yeah, about 30 amateur boxing fights. I've got my blue book somewhere, so I'd be able to exactly go through it. Um, but yeah, uh, and I also competed uh, throughout Australia as well uh, 
at like the national level and stuff like that. I won a couple national titles as I was younger. I would have competed in the worlds as well, um, like the junior worlds and stuff like that, but I was always too light. Um, the cutoffs were, I was always just under the cutoff divisions. Um, and then uh, later on when I hit the youth levels, I managed to not win them years, but always like um, I was always there and um, um, like, yeah, the flat fights were always close with the best guys in the country. So, yeah, no, I feel like that that's helped me a lot, especially with like going over to MMA. I feel like the blueprint's kind of like box wrestle is the blueprint you know, for you to be great. So, yeah, I feel like um, in the boxing aspect, I'm definitely up there. And and from what you were saying, like from what I, ca- I catch in your experience and what I've seen, your strengths obviously in the boxing is a large part of your strength. Um, BJJ is obviously pretty strong. I heard him say you're a brown belt in your last uh, competition. And then um, what about that wrestling edge, man? Have you been doing a lot of wrestling or, or is that something that you can still work on? Yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of wrestling as of uh, lately in the last two years. Um, prior to that, it was mainly just boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, so, like, focusing on the ground side of things. But lately, I've been doing, like, every day in the gym, it's wrestling-based. It's always box wrestle every day. So, um, out of Luis Road Combat Academy, we're training wrestling all the time. So, yeah, I know that um, my wrestling still has uh, a lot I have to learn a lot still and I still have to improve a lot but I feel like I am getting a lot better at the wrestling as well and wrestling for me feels natural also um my first coach ever grappling coach was actually Brian Ebersole so he was uh, a wrestler who was also went to the UFC and that's why then uh when he left the gym that I was training at when I was a kid he, uh, this jiu-jitsu guy came in and I started training jiu-jitsu. But originally my first grappling, um, like my first grappling uh, experience was under Brian doing wrestling. So even now I still feel comfortable. Um, yeah, like shooting double leg just feels like second nature to me. So uh, I still have a lot to learn, but uh, pr- predominantly my training now is wrestling based. Yeah, it seems to be that's the main area that you kind of find uh, Australia, New Zealand region need to work on more than anything, right? We've we've got that history of striking. The BJJ has been around for quite a while too. So there's those two things that we kind of cover well. It's the wrestling in the middle that that is probably the only weakness, you would say. But obviously, as we 100%. move on with more experience and that, the, everyone's catching up. You look at Jack Della the other day or last fight fighting a, you know, a great wrestler and he took him out uh, – basically through obviously a knowledge of wrestling, but also through a game plan. Yeah. But, but everyone's catching up. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, actually when I was going to go to high school here, cause like I've always wanted to like do MMA, be in the UFC, etc. Like ever since a little kid. So when I was actually going to high school, um, when I was like choosing a school to go to, my dad, um, was trying to find a wrestling, uh, a school that did wrestling in there. Like, like, like they do in the U S um, that actually do wrestling at school because when he went to school here, he went to a private school, um, St. Stephen's, and they he was there only for a little bit, but they had um, a Canadian guy who was a wrestling coach and they used to do wrestling at school and they used to compete against some other schools. But by the time I went to high school, my, my dad was calling up all the schools trying to find out who did wrestling here, who did wrestling, because I would love to be able to do wrestling in school like they do in America, like they do um, in these other countries. And that's why they're so good, right? It's because, like, they're doing it in school. So, yeah, the wrestling I feel here is, like, definitely catching up. I feel like in Australia, 
a lot of the fighters who are in the UFC now, um, you know, like Volkanovski and all that, I think they all went, um, they all went to like uh, Thailand and Tiger and all these places and traveled and kind of learned a lot of their wrestling and stuff like that um, over there. Whereas now you can see in Australia, uh, quote me, I could be wrong, but um, I'm just assuming. But um, now you can see in Australia that we have like uh, like wrestling's coming up and it's definitely getting more popular as MMA grows as well. Like you said, like striking and jiu-jitsu has been around forever, but the wrestling, it's hard to find wrestling. I think like NWA, actual wrestling for wrestling gyms, there might only be like two or three. Like every gym does a little bit of wrestling, like but. I mean, just straight wrestling. Wrestling is only about two or three gyms in the whole of WA. And once again, I could be wrong, but that's all that I've heard of anyway. Um, but yeah, wrestling is definitely like key to MMA. So that's what I'm working on the most. And that's what I'm going to continue to work on. Um, my coach um, was trained under Brian Ebersole as well. So Ramel, he, uh, his base is wrestling as well, which I'm so grateful to be learning under him, which is under Brian, under, like before that. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, just wrestling so important for MMA. And I wish that I started doing it earlier, but hey, you know, you gotta, I guess you gotta just go with what you got. That's it, man. Hey, and, and a couple of times you've already mentioned about your father and being involved in that. And you started at such a young age. At that age, as you're going through, were there times that you didn't want to be doing it or you always wanted to be training like different martial arts or was it kind of a family push thing or was it a combination of both or, or what was it? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it was definitely all me, um, especially at the beginning. I was, uh, like, when I found martial arts, I felt like, I kind of felt like I wasn't good at anything, right? And then I found martial arts and I was good at it, like, naturally. And I was like, oh, man something I'm actually good at that I can feel good about myself like at a very young age and like that that what that did for my self-esteem was like so great that that's why I got addicted to it right and then um I was a big fan of it like my dad used to watch it a lot and I used to watch and I'd see the guys walking out and um used to watch boxing Muay Thai even the old old school MMA and see the guys walking out in the big crowds and I'd be like wow like imagine that man all them people watching me so like then when I happened to go to the Taekwondo gym and I was good, I loved it and I was hooked, right? Um, and then, like, obviously, training a lot from a young age, you definitely, you're a kid, right? You, you get tired, you know, you want to hang out with your friends every now and then. And, like, so I still wanted to do it, but my dad used to always say to me, like, you know, like, talent will only get you so far. If you don't have the talent but you're a hard worker, that will only get you so far. But if you have talent and you're a hard worker, and you're disciplined, then you'll be a world champion. And uh, that's always stuck me, you know. So my family were always very encouraging and, and, and pushed me, like, in, a, in an encouraging way for the better of me, um, which I wanted them to as well. But at the same time, it's like you're a kid, you know. If you ask me, have I had much of a life? No, I've been training my whole life. And at times, yes, this becomes daunting and you think, like, you're, heading, you're banging your head against the wall a little bit. Um, but... I'm grateful for it all. I wouldn't have it any other way because I feel like uh, fighting just in my nature. Like if I'm not training, I feel like something's wrong. Something's like, well, like, oh, what do I do with myself? You know, I just feel like it's my purpose deep down. And um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm grateful for the push that my family did give me, but I've always wanted to do it as hard as it has been at times, especially being a kid, you know, and then you start, you start um, 
going through like adolescence and all the hormones and you know you, a lot of things change in your in your body and that and um at them times that was kind of when it was was the hardest you know to stick out um but yeah i still i still wanted to do it but i did have the push from my parents too yeah yeah man it kind of um it, it reminds me of my my little son actually that's why i'm asking because i got a little i got four sons but one of them's interested and he's doing bjj and doing some stand-up with me and then yeah. And then he says he wants to be in the UFC and everything. It's kind of funny just thinking that someone like that age, he's only eight years old, could end up being like someone like you that's just pursued it for like so many years. You know, it's kind of cool in a way, especially if he's self-motivated yeah. to do it, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my advice like would be like, because I had all the, um, like I had all the push from my parents as well. Like, um, and, and but then again as well, they were also uneducated in a way of like, like I was very underfueled as a kid, not eating enough, you know, things like that, which then caused later on like hormonal issues later on in my life and injuries and stuff like that. So as long as I feel like as long as you push your kids, but you know, like overtraining does exist and you can't, you can't say it doesn't. When I was a kid, I was definitely overtraining and that would have had a little bit of detriment to my health, uh, health wise looking at it. Um, however, uh, yeah, I would just advise, like, you know, if you got the young one who wants to get into it, like, you, you seem like a knowledgeable person yourself, you know, make sure they're actually recovering and able to recover and um, eat well and eat enough calories, you know, because they're burning so much. Kids in general burn so much, and I was not eating half as much. So, like, yeah, I just matured at a really late age, um, had, like, uh, struggled with, like, hormone development and stuff at a real late age because I was always just hammering myself and I pay for it now. Like, I feel like I, I'm pretty broken now if I'm not onto my recovery and stuff. I feel like I've been hit by a bus most days. Um, but yeah, I feel like if, you know, if your parents are educated, that's what I didn't have, you know, they just saw oh, more is better. Whereas not necessarily, you know what I mean? But yeah, if you push in that way, but you're also educated about like, you know, overtraining and um, training phases and this type of stuff, then, then it's not a problem. You know? Yeah, man. I'm also interested on the flip side of, um, of kids because I've seen through my sporting life as a youngster and that I've seen kids that were, you know, pushed young and then they burn out at a certain point. And you mentioned also about uh, having some sort of mental health uh, things that you had to come to terms with. Is that related at all to that, to being pushed into something, to being in a sport so hard and driven for so long and, and not really, you know, I don't know, not yeah. you know, like learning to come to grips with that or, or what? 100%, yeah, it's, it's, it's all connected, yeah. So, like, for me, um, it was always about, like, um, like, all, all kids want is love off their parents, right? That's all kids want. They just want to be loved, regardless if they're good or they're naughty or whatever. They, they want to be loved. So for me, it was like I used to get love when I'd win. So I got addicted to winning so that I'd get love. So what happened was then I would put all this pressure on myself. Oh, fuck, if you don't win, no, no one's going to love you. No one's going to love you. So then I... um. I had to, every time I'd, I'd fight or whatever, I'd have so much nerves and anxiety to the point I'd feel sick and stuff because I'm, I love what I'm doing, but at the same time, I have all this pressure put on me to win that that was actually eating away at me. So then I had to go off and you have to kind of, in a way, 
learn to not give a fuck about what other people think of you, you know, whether it's your family, your friends, I don't give a shit, you know, and um, do it for yourself. And I don't care. Like, to be honest, the truth is, man, it's like when you lose, give it a couple of days, people forget about it. No one's going to love you less or more if you lose or win, whatever. People who actually care about you are going to care about you regardless, win, lose or draw. So letting go of that definitely helped me a lot. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it did stem from a lot of that, you know, like performance anxiety and stuff like that. So um, yeah, man, it's um, like I said, parents are a little bit uneducated and they probably didn't mean to do that. Um, but that's how, um, yeah, that's how unintentionally it came about. Yeah, man, it's good that you're, it's good that you're taking a look at yourself anyway and trying to, you know, get things right now. To be honest, of course. When- when you're 24, when I was 24, I pretty much had no idea. You don't, I didn't really have a grip on anything. So it's good that at that age, you're starting to look at things and things will be even more clear as you get a bit older, bro. Now, Yeah, of course. I want to jump quickly to your upcoming fight, man, which is one of the reasons we're talking. Rogue Fighting Championships, Friday 30th of September, Dong Il Kim, uh, your next match. Uh, can you talk about this guy, man? I saw, a, I tried to look him up. I saw one guy that's potentially him, but I couldn't really match it. So I'm not sure. There was only one fight I could see that might be him on the online. What's he about? Um, so from what I gather, he has a Taekwondo background um, and then started learning uh, wrestling and MMA a little bit later, like through his like uh, high school years, etc. cetera. Um, he's one and one as a pro. He's had a couple, he's had a bit of an amateur record too. Um, yeah, he's decent, uh, tries to keep the distance decent on the feet and then looks to wrestle. He trains under um, Korean top team. So, you know, um, the coaches there are very highly regarded. Um, I think one of them, like, represented Korea. I don't know if it was in wrestling or judo, but I know it's a very highly regarded team. Um, so, yeah, I guess he's game. I've seen hit some of his footage on his fights. He's very game and he looks like a well-rounded opponent. Uh, yeah, he'd have to be game to be flying across you know uh the planet to come and fight so uh yeah i'm just expecting a hard fight um he's fit yeah he's it'll be a good fight if it's a if it's a guy i watched uh i saw him throw a couple of high kicks but he was basically based on just you know getting range and then shooting a double right and then control on the yeah. ground so it probably is a guy that i watch right yeah th- that sounds like the guy yeah it was very um he likes to keep his distance use his legs to keep them away and then when they rush in kind of shoot for a takedown etc um like a double yeah it would have been the fight i think yeah and then um when i look at him too comparing you to i'd say like your your hand speed looks like a lot faster than him i think that's probably the the biggest key to your victory or explosiveness to get out of the double if he tries to double and Probably keep it on the feet, right? Yeah, I think so at this point. Um, I think, yeah, my boxing will definitely uh, – I feel like I have the advantage in the hand like when it gets that like close threes and fours putting punches together. I have an advantage there. Um, it's just a matter of not overextending and being put on my back, you know, because you get put on your back for a round and you struggle to get up, you lose the round. So um, I think it's just control to get uh, controlled aggression and just watch for the double legs and the, the takedown shots and stuff them and even land my own takedowns. You know, I don't want to wrestle either. So, um, yeah, that's that's I'd say that's probably – I don't like to game plan, but um, from what I can gather, watching him and then watching uh, knowing how I fight, I think that's kind of um, how the fight's going to go. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to put the pressure on and land the hands. Bro, that's a it's a nice it's a good theory. What do you think's the only difficulty with that fighting a Korean? Um, the uh, the difficulty in that in that fight. 
in, with fighting a Korean? Do you, what aspect do you find that Koreans usually have as fighters? Um, I'm not sure, man. That's a good question, to be honest. I haven't, I haven't watched too much, but. So just but, from what I've watched, bro, their heads yeah, are made yeah. of Iron Man. They can get, yes, they can get hit yes, like yes, 10 yeah, million was, times and not go down. So this is the only thing I'm thinking. Is, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was just about to say that they are always got chins, you know, they got good chins. So, um, yeah, they're very durable fighters. Um, and they go out on their shield. That's for sure. So I know I'm in for a tough fight. Um, yeah, I think I have a great chin as well. It hasn't been tested too much yet, but from my boxing background, I know that I'm definitely not a chinny guy. So yeah, I mean, if it gets into a scrap, it's probably, it'll be a dog fight. That's for sure. Yeah, bro, just keep it in mind because I've just seen a few fights. Even did you see Josh Kulabau fight recently? That guy hit him so yeah. hard a few times and he still kept going. And I've just seen it on multiple occasions with friends fighting Koreans too. So you got to think 100%. about that movement. One good yeah, friend has a good knockout punch. He fought this big Korean. He hit him with maybe 10, 10 massive punches that would normally knock a person out. And it just didn't yeah. happen. So he just stood in front of the career and ended up getting ground down a bit. But this yeah, they got tough chins. It must be anatomical, man. Something with their skull structure. But yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I see that too. I see that too, the Koreans. Yeah, they they definitely do have chins. Yeah, they they are built different. So I think um yeah, ideally just I mean, ideally it'd be great to get a KO, but yeah, if it's if he's durable, then it's just going to be aware, like wearing on him the whole time. I, I'm fit and I can go um, 15 minutes, no problem. So, um, yeah, I'm, I won't be going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, man, um, I've, I don't have much time today. We cut it a bit short uh, from the start. But just want to quickly mention um, your gym, Luistro Combat Academy. If you just give me a couple of words on what it's like training there and, and then we'll, we'll probably catch up another time to chat as well if you've got time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, love my gym. Big shout out, Luistro Combat Academy, to all my training partners, my coach, Ramel Luistro. Um, training there is is great. Always high intensity. Uh, there's no, yeah, there's no fat guys in our gym. <laughs> so the coach is always killing us. Um, and yeah, ruthless, man. Like we have, we have guys from jiu-jitsu who are like uh, aces at jiu-jitsu. And then we have some great judo guys in the gym too. Some other great MMA fighters, training partners, um, Quill and Sal killed. Also, the Jones twins, they they came up through training with uh, Ramel. They're very uh, skilled everywhere. So we have, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of different guys who one guy might be super experienced in the stand-up. One guy might be super experienced on the ground, a, a good caliber of guys. And it's always hard work. Lots of lots of rounds, lots of rolling. Um, yeah, always high intensity. I'd say like it's probably not a gym for just an average, oh, yeah, I want to get into martial arts. It's like you go there if you want to be a fighter. That's it. Awesome, man. Well, um, thanks for your time, man. I uh, look forward to your fight. Looking forward to seeing you in the future. Uh, if possible, I'll try and catch you for a chat maybe after the fight because I've got plenty of things I want to talk about. Just didn't quite have enough time today. Yeah, that's that's understandable, dude. I want to, I want to chat more too. So, um, yeah, whenever after the fight or whatever, we can sit down, you know, an hour, two hours, whatever. I'll just – me, I like – to talk so you know i'll keep talking for ages i chew your ear off mate cool. all right man good good thanks man thanks for your time mate we'll keep in touch thank you so much appreciate it brother